Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster from his slab began to rise. And suddenly, to my surprise, he took nose to get the monster march. <laughs> Hello, folks. This is Mark Chaplin with the Monster Mash. It's the Halloween special show here on the Toxic Wise Ass Show on Renegade Talk Radio from Las Vegas. Zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. The scene was rocking, all were digging the sounds. Igor on chains back. This is Comfortula, wishing you a happy Halloween. Oh, Master, you stink. <laughs> of course I do. My name is Comfortula. It was a graveyard smash. It got on in a flag. They played the monster mash. Out from his coffin, Rex's voice did ring. Seemed he was troubled by just one thing. Opened the lid and shook his fist and said, Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's now the man. It's now the man. Yes, it's now the monster mash. It's that time. Oh, where did the summer go? I do not know. Hey, that's a poem. I think I'll make it a poem, officially. Oh, oh, where did the summer go? I do not know. Ho, ho, ho. Christmas comes, don't you know? Oh, I don't know. That was a terrible poem. But anyways, yeah, summer's had the cookie. And speaking of cookies, I'm hungry. No, I'm just kidding. This is again Mark Chaplin with the, the Toxic Wise Show here on Renegade Talk Radio on our Halloween special. Yeah, I remember listening to that on my little transistor radio. Uh, I was about, I don't know, 10, 11, 12. I think that song came out in like 66 or 67. And uh, yeah, I, I love that song. And it is uh, time for Halloween, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And speaking of uh, Halloween, and such candy. That there is a theme song from the original show. The Monsters, I think it was 64, 65, only ran two years, and they made one movie, Monsters Go Home, which is really funny, and it's clean, so kids can watch it, and of course kids can watch The Monsters, I love that show. Always a debate about The Monsters versus The Addams Family, 
And I think most people would say the Adams Family is the winner. Oh, not the Adams Family, I'm sorry. Although I do like the Adams Family, and the reboots were good. All the Adams Family movies were good. But uh, I think the Monsters was uh, funnier. Not by much, though, I gotta tell you, not by much. Because I really enjoyed the Adams Family, too. Lurch, you rang, cousin it. And all the rest of the other uh, cast. Uh, Uncle Faster, hello, happy Halloween from Uncle Faster. <laughs> I hope you get what you want for Halloween candy. Yeah, I love all those characters. And speaking of which, they had the Monsters reboot by Rob Zombie. That's with a Z. I have a character I call Dr. Zombie, but I don't think he's related to Rob Zombie. Maybe uh, do one of those hereditary chart things to find out, but I don't think so. Anyways, I watched the uh, reboot, the uh, Rob Zombie movie, and it was very, I have to say, a nice try, but an epic, an epic failure. It just was not funny. I was hoping to laugh at least once or twice, and I did not. Might have cracked a smile here and there. The character of Grandpa was okay. Whoever was playing him, I can't remember. I don't remember. Except for Rob Zombie's wife, Moon Zombie, whatever her name is, played uh, Mort uh, Morticia. Not Morticia. Lily. I'm sorry. I'm getting my ma families mixed up here. She played Morticia. Um, again, I said it. That's all, folks. Uh, she played Lily, and it's, she was terrible. I mean, I, I don't know if she was trying to recreate the original Lily or have one of her own or make fun of the character, but it wasn't very good. I mean, the movie really was an F. And I would only give it a D because I like the monsters and I like the fact that he at least tried. It's tough. You know, they say it's tough to parody a parody, and it is. And uh, this failed in epic proportions. They should have filmed it in bl all black and white, first of all, because the colors were magnificent, but it kind of took away from the characters. And like I said, I was waiting to laugh at least once or twice through this ordeal, this show, and I did not. Uh, and I don't know very many people that did. It's getting quite panned, to say the least. So, the new Monsters movie by Rob Zombie was... A huge disappointment. I remember hearing about it all last spring uh, on YouTube. Guys were talking about it and previewing it, taking pictures of it, speculating on it. I can't, there was a couple guys doing it. I can't remember their names, but I watched it. I thought, oh, it's good. this is going to be cool. But, you know, Fred Gwynn's probably rolling over in his grave as the rest of the cast is too. It just, it just was all over the place. Like I say, I, I appreciate the effort because it's always fun and nice when they bring up shows that were fun in your past when you were a kid. I Dream of Jamie, Bewitched, Star Trek. Watched all those shows. And the kids will say, Oh, that's before my time. You can bet. Well, look at all the remakes. They've remade The Addams Family, Beverly Hillbillies, The Munsters. All these shows are from the 60s. Some from the early 60s. Even The Long Ranger they remade. So they've remade all these old shows. 
And uh, the kids will say, oh, that's before my time. Uh, well, not really, because your time was my time. They remade the Three Stooges. Uh, they did a Laurel and Hardy film. So they pretty much remade everything. You can, King Kong, 1931, Dracula, 1931, The Wolfman, 1941, speaking of Halloween. But this was just an epic failure, very sad. Someone said it cost $40 million, and I want to say somebody's pocketed about $39 million to $40 million because I'd, I don't know what they would have spent it on. Others say it wasn't really that much, maybe half of that or $10 million. But even at $10 million, somebody pocketed $9.5 million. All the sets were pretty and the colors were, were brilliant, maybe too brilliant, and that kind of took away from the gothic feel. Should have been in black and white. Like Young Frankenstein, like Mel Brooks's Young Frankenstein, which was funny. Funny as hell. Frau Blucher. <laughs> Remember that? That was hilarious. Igor, I can fix that hump. What hump? <laughs> so, completely driven. Then there was a movie called Dracula, Dead and Loving It, and that was funny. And some of these were funny, but this Monsters movie was not funny. Monsters Go Home was funny. I think that was 66. They made it into a full, full-length feature in color. That was funny. Herman Munster in this was kind of like on crack. And he looked more like the mask character from Jim Carrey and a combination of that and the Jolly Green Giant. I just kept thinking of, oh, 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 Green Giant. I just kept thinking of vegetables. I mean, he did the best he could, but it was, it was, it was bad. And the plot was all over the place. They come to America from Transylvania. They live in a neighborhood that, uh, they think is haunted like them with ghosts and spooks and monsters, but it's really just a normal neighborhood. But uh, no way. I mean, I can watch an episode that I've seen a hundred times of the monsters and still find time to laugh uh, at the show. You know, having seen it probably a thousand times. Just like Andy Griffith's show and other shows, Laurel and Hardy, Three Stooges. I can watch any of those and laugh again laugh over and over, which I do. I watch them all week, you know, every week. If I can't find something good on, like, uh, one of the pay channels or Netflix or Tubi or YouTube, then I will watch, you know, the old shows, either on the DVD or online. But this uh, this was a failure of epic proportions. And I don't, it didn't go to the theaters, and I don't think it's going to. I think it went straight to demand, on demand, and uh, digital, DVD, whatever. But, I mean, kids can watch it. I don't know if they're going to get it. I don't know if they're going to laugh at it. Kids kind of laugh at anything sometimes, but uh, I couldn't find myself to laugh once, which was very sad. But, um, you know, this time of year you watch the, you know, the classics are coming on, like Turner Classic Movies and some of the other channels. Um, oh, oh, you know, the old Universal Classics, Dracula, The Wolfman, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, Frankenstein, other ones, The Creature from the Black Lagoon. And I remember as a kid, we had a show in Bangor, Maine, 
called Weird. It came on at midnight. Of course, back then there was no cable, there was no DVDs, there was no um, uh, our, you know, recording, no VHS. You had to watch it when it came on. And that was true up until the 80s when DVD, uh, DVDs and CDs and VHS came along. And of course, cable and satellite dish and online. And it was hosted by this uh, character called Eddie Driscoll. And he was quite the character. He used to do cartoon shows and game shows. You know, local. It was a local channel. And he came on weird. And he'd dress up like a mad professor or a scientist or a monster. And he'd... Mostly they showed the old Universal classics. The Mummy, The Creature from the Black Lagoon, Dracula, House of Frankenstein. All those films. Once in a while they'd show maybe, a, you know... Samson meets the Vampire Women, a Mexican film or some other horror classic, but mostly it was black and white Universal films. And uh, you, me and my buddies, we'd uh, stay up and get our sleeping bags in front of the TV and wait for it to come on and watch it and then be scared crapless. In the morning, couldn't sleep, Dracula's after me. But uh, and then you came then came along the Hammer films later on in the late 60s and we go to those at the dr at the drive-in and the movie theater inside the Mummy, uh, the Gorgon, um, Dracula has risen from the grave, Count Dracula, all these you know films, and there were other ones. Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing made a whole bunch of those films, mostly in color, beautiful color. And I used to trick or treat for UNICEF. Remember that? You give you give you a little box and you put coins in it, and I usually bought my costume at Woolworths, and I used to like to be Superman, uh, but once in a while you, you dress up as a monster, and I remember we had some warm nights, and the costumes were really, like, sweaty, but, you know, it's just for one night, so you go out and get as much candy as you can. What was your favorite candy? Well, mine was pretty much anything. Except for candy corn. Blah. No thanks. family like I was talking about and I like both shows I think the Adams family was on Sunday afternoons if I'm not mistaken in the uh, late 60s but I'm not absolutely sure um, I think Cousinette and and uh, thing were my favorite besides Lurch Lurch. They say that the women used to chase after Lurch. Isn't that something? That, for real. I mean, like, they'd see him in the store or in the streets, and the women would chase after him. Yes, and Lurch was played by Ted Cassidy. And, and the girls really 
women did really chase after him. I mean, yeah, I can't talk. But, uh, and then Pugsley kind of identified with him because I was kind of chunky too, like that. I think I wore the same striped shirts too that he had. Uh, but the show was funny. But Adam's Monster's definitely better show. But not to take anything away from the Adams Family, that's for sure. There weren't that many shows. Uh, they made the Adams Family cartoon. I think they did that with the Monsters too. And then, of course, they made quite a few reboots of the uh, Adams Family, which I think is probably easier to replicate and uh, reboot than the Monsters, because Grandpa and Fred Gwynn and Lily were all perfect for their parts. It'd be like recasting Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz. It's going to be a hard thing to do. Or Clark Gable in uh, Gone with the Wind. So, there you have it. One of my, uh, of course, uh, I always watched as a kid the Charlie Brown Christmas. Christmas. I'm stuck on Christmas here. The Charlie Brown Halloween. Yes, it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. That was good. Linus, of course, hoping for the the great pumpkin to show up, cons Charlie Brown into waiting for him. And then, of course, every show, Lucy holds the football and pulls it up, and Charlie Brown falls on his back. What a bitch. She was mean, that Lucy. Lucy Goosey. Another favorite movie of mine during Halloween season is based on a true story. There was a, a bunch of movies, actually, several movies made about it about the uh, body snatchers and this one was with uh, Boris Karloff in Bela Lugosi. Hello my friend Toddy. It was really good. 1945 black and white classic and I always enjoy watching it uh, every Halloween as uh, oh I enjoy watching it anyway and there were other movies made about it. It was about body snatchers and uh, I think Edinburgh or somewhere in Scotland a doctor was paying for bodies to be experimented on because back then they you only got the bodies of convicted felons that were hung uh, you couldn't you couldn't donate a body you couldn't go get one they had to uh, be donated by uh, the, the uh, prison and of course there weren't all that many executions so the doctors weren't able to get that many um, bodies to research on and experiment and do anatomy on. So um, they they caught some of them paying for the bodies, and the doctors didn't care where they came from. So characters would go out and kill to bring in bodies to get money. Uh, tough way to make a living, of course. Um, so uh, I think The Doctor and the Devils with Twiggy in it, 1972 or 3, was made in color. That was good. That was a good version of it. But this is probably the first version that was ever made of that story. You know, sometimes truth is stranger than fiction. Like uh, I was talking the other day about uh, Moby Dick. And Moby Dick, a novel by Herman Melville written in the 1840s, was actually based on a true story. And they made a, a couple movies about it in a book about a whale that really did attack a whaling ship and sank it. 
and killed half the crew. The other crowd crew sailed around for quite a long time before they were rescued. Uh, I'll get you the name of that film. I think it's The Great White Whale or something of that. Some, not, it's not called Moby Dick, but it's called something else. And uh, I'll get that for you sometime later. Because really, Moby Dick does not have much to do with Halloween. He's not the great pumpkin. Oh, Scoobs. Like Scoobs, we gotta get out of here. Yeah, I like the Scooby-Doo Halloween specials too. Well, speaking of scary, these are scary times, folks. Uh, the Russia-Ukraine war, which I kind of thought Russia would sweep them in 90 days or less. It turns out the old saying is true. A man fights a hundred times harder to defend his home than to take a home. And that's what the Ukrainians are doing. Ukrainians, I should say. They're, they're, the Russians don't know what they're fighting for. They've, they've found letters and they've... Uh, Listen to phone calls, the Russian soldiers like, we don't know why we're here. Why are we shooting at these people? What did they do to us? Nothing. And, of course, we continue to send billions of dollars worth of equipment, which I must tell you I'm not really 100% behind. And let me tell you why. I don't think it's really any of our business. Like, if Texas wanted to leave us again, would Russia come over and stop them? No. And I don't think that Taiwan's any of our business either. We can't get into World War III because of Ukraine or Taiwan. Two countries that really have nothing and never had anything to do with the United States. We should defend the Monroe Doctrine, which keeps foreign countries from settling in North and South America. We should look out for our own interests. Our interests are not in Ukraine, not really. And they're not in Taiwan. And we, sh you know, are we going to end the world as we know it because of these two things? Now, I'm no fan of the Russians. I'm no fan of Putin, of course. But look at the scary times. I just hope everything uh, works out. And I'm glad I grew up when I did, though, because I really did enjoy my childhood. Going to the drive-in, going to matinees, going downtown to Woolworths to have a, a Sunday and a hot dog, French fries. Kids don't know what that's like anymore. They don't know. They don't know what downtown was like. You go into different stores, toy stores. Now everything's at Walmart or online. Sad, but that's the way it goes. I just, I don't know what's going to happen. Many say things, bad things could happen, and I don't like to talk politics on this show. But I am a, I am a patriot, and I think we should look out for our own interests. We have schools falling apart, roads and bridges. We just had that Hurricane Irma that was just tore four southeast, southwest Florida all apart. Fort Myers, a city that I didn't live there, but I visited it many, many years ago when I was in college when my family was there working, and I loved it. Uh, it was in January, so I really loved it. Um, but uh, we have a lot of money we need to spend here, really. We just got over this uh, pandemic, and uh, it's uh, terrible. Speaking of pandemics, I've had a sciatic. I don't know if you folks have ever heard of that. I put on a little bit of weight, and I'm trying to, I want to lose it. I'm trying to get my knees taken care of so I continue to, can continue to play basketball. 
So I'm hoping I'm going to be able to. I'm going to see a specialist. But uh, I tell you, the sciatica, it's like someone took a branding iron to your back. You don't want it. But I went to the doctor, and they gave me uh, prednisone, steroids, and muscle relaxer. So I'm hoping I can take care of that. But I, can't, I have to be careful about picking heavy things up, objects up, for right now until I, I get better. The Celtics, well, what an off-season. Emeo Doka got himself in trouble, the head coach. But they had their first um, they had their first preseason game and they won by forty points. Of course I don't really go by preseason. But they did look good. All the players, even the guys they picked up and Mike Griffin didn't even play. And he's one of the big guys they picked up. Robert Williams didn't play because he's recovering from surgery. But they looked really good. They they were playing tough defense. They were rebounding, and they were moving the ball. The ball just never stood still. So I think this Mazzola guy, Mazzola, whatever his name is, has taken over. Because I don't think Ime Odoka is coming back to coach any place. It looks really bad. It, was, it wasn't as kind of simple as they made it out to be because it's uh, much more complicated, and it's really sad because... He seemed like a nice guy, and he did an excellent job coaching. The fans loved him. The players seemed to, you know, enjoy him. Because Brad Stevens can't coach again because they kind of tuned him out. You know, it's like watching the same movie over and over again. You tune, you tune them out, and you need a new voice. That's why coaches change around, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. The Red Sox were disappointing. Uh, boy, they really sucked. They looked bad, then they started to play well, and then they went back into the suck hole again. So they're out of it. it uh, my, my bet is Dodgers and Yankees, although it could be the Astros. Um, yeah, the Dodgers look really good, although so don't the Atlanta Braves and the Mets. So uh, the Bruins have been playing. I don't know how they're going to be. I don't really. They made some changes. The Patriots are one and three. They look bad. Although they gave Green Bay a good game, I'm not a um, moral victory kind of guy. So what? You took them in overtime. You still, you still got the L. It's going to be an uphill climb. I don't know if uh, Mac Jones is going to be able to come back or not. Tom Brady's at two and two right now. He's not doing that well. They got blown out by Kansas City, and where does Giselle, his wife, is not happy that he came back to play football. There's been some injuries in football. They're talking about head concussions. That shouldn't have been discussed 20, 30 years ago. If you get hit in the head and you, you get up and you're all dizzy, then really you shouldn't be playing that game or the next one. But um, anyways, we have some celebrity greetings from, uh, for Halloween. Hello, this is Kim Jong-un. Wish everybody happy Halloween. Again, I'm going to go as Donald Trump for Halloween. Uh, he called me Rocket Man, so maybe I go as Elton John. I don't know. But anyway, Kim Jong Un saying Happy Halloween. This is Vladimir Putin. No, not in very good mood right now. But I was to wish everybody Happy Halloween, except those bastards in Ukraine. Trick or treat, my ass. Hi, this is Jack Nicholson. You know what I mean. Want to say Happy Halloween, you crazy bastards? Here's Johnny. Hi, this is Donald Trump. I'm going to go as Kim Jong-un for Halloween. <laughs> Rocket man. So, there were some Halloween greetings. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, Halloween. As my neighbor used to say, Halloweeny.
Halloweeny weenie. <laughs> treat or treat. Well, let's talk about some movies. There's a Scooby-Doo movie out. Trick or treat, Scooby-Doo. Row, row. And let me see. Um, there's also a movie about Putin, if you want to watch that. It's called The New Great in this case. Under Wraps 2. And I didn't see that, but it's, it's a Disney film about Halloween. Um, movie called Scream. A true story. Uh, I did not watch that all, so I'm not really sure if that's any good or not. Uh, most of these movies are on Netflix or on demand. In Isolation. Now, that was a weird movie. It was about a group of people that were trapped in a house way out in the woods during a bad, like, pandemic. And I, I thought it was odd. The, it was dubbed in. It's, I think, a Russian movie dubbed in English, but they, they did a really good job syncing it, because it looked like, I was like, is this dubbed? And I wasn't quite sure till the end of the movie when it said the, the parts were dubbed by actors. So, I, and the, the names, although it didn't say made in Russia, I think the names were Russian, because it had a lot of like Vladimir and Kukunsky and so forth and so on. But anyways, uh, it kind of took away from it being dubbed in. And, in the, and also, uh, the uh, continuity wasn't there. There's a scene where there's two crazed men trying to get inside, and the girl takes a hatchet and chops off one of the guy's fingers, almost all of them, from his left hand. Well, in the next scene, he's got all his fingers back. So he's either some kind of miraculous creature that can grow fingers back in a day, or uh, they missed the plot point. There were, there were several things wrong with this movie. Uh, also, these guys were outdoors in the wintertime, and they never seemed to have a place to stay. They just lurked outside this house. And they were human. They weren't like monsters. But, uh, I don't know, it's for Halloween to be kind of worth the scene. And they were beating each other all up, and the next scene they wouldn't have any blood on them. Kind of continuity, like I said. I know it, there's a suspension of disbelief in movies, especially horror movies, but, uh, well... <laughs> This one was a, was a bit off. There's a Gabby Patino story, and that was on Lifetime. It's a sad story about the girl who was killed by her boyfriend, and then he, in turn, committed suicide. There's a movie called Lou, and uh, with uh, Allison Jamie. She's in that show Mom, which I really don't care for, but this movie's pretty good. It's called Lou. It's about ex-CIA agents um, trying to hide out and uh, some bad guys and some good guys. And, and I'd give it a, a B. It was worth watching. Again, it's called Lou. Just simple Lou. L-U. Also, the movie Bullet Train with Brad Pitt. Um, that is, boy, it's long. And it's kind of confusing but the acting, of course, is good, and the action is good. Uh, worth watching. I give that also maybe a B minus, because it's a little too long, and it's, some of the scenes are a little hard to believe. Again, continuity. Guys get shot several times, and yet they're in the next scene. So I don't know. It's a little, <laughs> but it's worth watching, you know, almost for sure. It was a it was a good movie. 
And of course, there's all kinds of movies on Tubi, T-U-B-I, and there's all kinds of movies and shows on um, YouTube. You never know what's going to pop up on there because you can push, you know, shows you like to see, and then they may be there, they may not be there. Sometimes they're there. Oh, I got to tell you, there was about a movie that I really wanted to see. It was, I think, it was called the The Good Shepherd of the Little Valley, and it was a with Chill Wills, and I'd seen it as a kid in like 1962 or three. I was probably six years, six or seven years old at the Bijou, and I, even at that age, I loved the Civil War. I collected Civil War soldiers, Civil War hats, Union stuff, Confederate stuff, Union flags, Confederate flags, comic books. And of course, back then, you had to watch shows, like I said, as you watch them. But now I can watch anything I want about the Civil War, new, old, and online, whatever. But anyways, uh, I, I was thinking, had I seen that movie or was I dreaming about it? But I had actually seen it, and I finally looked it up. I looked up Chill Will movies about the Civil War, and I found it. And it was about Chill Wills, who was a Confederate colonel, and he adopted a boy who was an orphan. And the boy joined the Northern Army, the Union Army. And so they met on the battlefield, and I'll let you watch the rest. But I will get you the absolute correct name of that movie uh, at some time. But if you can't think of it, just look up Chill Will's Civil War movie, 1961, I think it is. It's The Good Shepherd of the Little Valley, I think it's called. I should know it because I am probably going to watch it again. Um, there's also a movie called Dead for a dollar, which is a western, and it's kind of, uh, hmm, it had that, that German actor who was in uh, 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 Inglorious Bastards with Brad Pitt, uh, he played the Nazi uh, SS officer who was after the, the Shoshana, the Jewish girl, and uh, they uh, offed him at the end, but he's also played in like Tarzan and a bunch of other movies, he's a good actor. Uh, he's in this, and it's a Western, and it's kind of, uh, again, all over the place. But uh, I'd still give it a, about a B minus, and worth watching. Dead for a dollar. Uh, again, some missed cues <laughs> in the show, but still worth watching. Hocus Pocus 2 is on by Walt Disney. I really didn't care for the first one. I certainly, I don't plan on watching the second one. There's a movie called Vesper. About again uh, a plague that takes place in the future, and uh, this girl and her family try to uh, stay alive. And then there was a movie called uh, with Zac Efron and Russell Crowe's in it. It's called The Greatest Beer Run Over. And then again, I will tell you about uh, you know truth is stranger stranger than fiction because this was uh, a true story. In 1967, this guy from New York man from New York, he gets the idea of bringing beer to some of his buddies that are in Vietnam in the battlefields and he actually does it and you'll see how he does it if you watch the movie, it's quite interesting and it's true and, and it's, it says, in the movie it'll say this actually happened, like they thought he was CIA and uh, <laughs> it was really, it was really weird but it was funny and it was true, and it was it was a good movie, and I think you'll enjoy it. I give it a B plus, almost an A minus, but definitely worth uh, watching. Let's see what else we got here? 
There was some, uh, well, you know, if you're looking for Halloween movies, there's always the classics. And then, you know, there's always some new ones. Um, I did watch one about, um, it was supposed to be about uh, the serial killer, uh, the Gainesville murderer, Danny Rawlings. And this is a guy that's supposed to be able to contact the dead with a machine. I think it's fake. I can't remember his name. Bill Peters or something like that. And he brings along a psychic with him. They go into Danny Rowling's house in Alabama or wherever he was from. He supposedly killed like 30 people, men and women, but mostly women. He strangled. He claimed to be possessed by some evil spirit. And he was executed several years ago. And it just... Uh, it's, I don't know if they were trying to be fake or what, but he's a paranormal investigator, which reminds me, I'm going to make a movie about that whole situation with Bigfoot. A movie called Bandit, which was also based on a true story about a man who escapes uh, from prison, runs to Canada, and tries to start a new life. This is in the 80s, before passports and all those things were required. You'll see how he does it. Again, true story, very entertaining and really kind of hard to believe. <laughs> also one of those stories where, yeah, this did happen. He's actually in, in jail and he orders a pizza and they deliver it in jail. I don't know how that got by him. What we call Dig um, with Thomas Jane. Not really too familiar with him, but it's about a guy and his daughter. They're out doing excavation work for some uh, people and they get caught up in some bank robbery and a couple psychos and that was good I give that a B uh, I do not think that was based on a true story Holocaust and Untold Story that was good a little about the same family so you're not going to get a lot of perspectives on that and uh, then of course we had the Munsters movie which I told you uh, was pretty bad Sadly enough to say it was it was pretty bad. So you know you ha you um, haven't gone to an indoor theater for quite a while. Many of them are closed around here. We do have one theater downtown that's a twin cinema, and I think they do okay considering this is a small town and there's some other small towns that have kept their uh, their theaters going. But um, you know it was uh, it was I still like going to the movies. I would like the the drive-ins kind of closed up. So they're not available. There's also a movie called Fletch, Confess Fletch. And it was okay. I think they're trying to remake the Chevy Chase movies from the late 80s, Fletch. And um, it was okay. I give it like a C plus. Kind of silly, but uh, still, still worth watching. Maybe a B minus. So... Yeah, you can you can uh, you know go rent the DVDs or go into your closet and get the VHS. Oh, House of Darkness is a it was a pretty good movie, although it didn't have a lot of plot to it. But a guy goes home with a girl, and she lives in a great big house, great big mansion with her sisters, and you'll have to see what happens. Kind of almost predictable because the sisters' names are Lucy and Mina. And if you know anything about Bram Stoker's Dracula, those were the two females in his uh, book, Lucy and Mina. And I still have my 
eight millimeter copy of Bela Lugosi's Dracula. And I have my eight millimeter copy, not to be confused with Super 8, these were eight millimeter movies. Super 8 was a little bigger frame and had a little bigger, sharper picture. And I still have uh, some of my collectible films. I got rid of a lot of my 16 millimeter films because they are really hard to store. Um, you have to watch out for like, uh, they have called vinegar syndrome or VS. Especially with 16 millimeter films where the sound is optical, it can get warped and it smells like vinegar. They call it vinegar syndrome. And so, the 15, the 16 millimeter films, reels, and projectors, and equipment and parts are really hard to store. So I kept a few of them, and I kept a few of my Super 8. I sold a lot of my Super 8 films because the colors fade. And again, they're really hard to store. You have to put them like in 60. can't be hotter than 60, and it can't be too cold. So they have to be put in you know, like almost perfect storage. And with my other cameras and uh, my DVD equipment and my uh, transferring equipment, production equipment, I just do not have the room. Plus, as you know, I think I told you at Christmas time, I collect Lionel trains. Oh, I've sold a few of those off, too, because, again, and you know, you get older, it's just hard to store things. It just really is. And you have to find a proper place and all that. And, oh, Thor, Love and Thunder, that's another movie. That was pretty good, although I'm not really a big uh, nuance um, superhero fan. I, I still watch the black and white and sometimes color George Reeves, uh, Superman, and ba Batman with the original cast. Um, oh, another movie. I'm, I'm getting really excited. Yeah. Where the Crawdads Sing. That was a pretty good film. I'll give that a B. Of course, Top Gun Maverick was really good. It started out kind of slow. Then it picked up and uh, got really good. Batman kind of dark didn't really care for it I don't know what it is with all these dark movies where you watch a movie and it's like where is everybody because either the whole movie or many of the scenes are shot in like almost seems like darkness or dark color I, I like vibrant colors like the old hammer films used to be loaded with beautiful color technicolor now it seems like everything's kind of like brownish even in color movies and also dark um, well the new I did watch the new Pinocchio movie, and it was pretty uh, bad. Poor uh, Geppetto. Tom Hanks plays Geppetto, and he, he looks like it's just a, a chore to do this. He looks like he's at 5 o'clock, can I go home yet, you know, type of, of day. Um, I don't, uh, I mean, he did okay in the role, but it was like kind of mailing it in role. But it's really hard. It would be hard to play Geppetto, I think. But he does, and Pinocchio is its all CG, uh, except for the, the live characters. <coughs> and the funny thing is, and I made note of this on YouTube, where people were critiquing it, that um, it was just really strange. Geppetto has all these priceless clocks, hundreds if not thousands of them. Uh, that he has on his wall. People offer to buy, buy him for a lot of money. But when Pinocchio goes missing, and he thinks he's in the ocean somewhere, why the ocean, I don't know. But Geppetto 
sells all his antique collectible clocks, all of them, every one of them, and was able to buy like a $25 uh, boat, like a little dinghy. It was like some homemade. So we all thought that was kind of funny when we were talking about it on uh, Facebook and YouTube. It's like, Chipotle had a million dollars worth of clocks. What happened to the rest of the money? Because he bought this little dinghy that held like two people. It looked like something, you know, from the 1800s. It was just a, a little a little dinghy. And I said, well, Geppetto got ripped off. Sold all those clocks to find Pinocchio when he does find him. And he, um, he has to sell them. And he gets a $25 boat. What happened to the rest of the money, Geppetto? Also, a movie called Beast, about a family visiting Africa. And um, they get lost, run out of gas out in the open, and there's a couple lions. There's been movies made that, like that before, but this was pretty good. I give it a B. Oh, by the way, Pinocchio gets a D. But the kids will probably like it, because they won't, they won't get the part where Geppetto gets screwed for selling his clocks. And the CG is, you know, it's good. They're able to make a, remake a lot of movies now because they have CG, and it's just uh, really much better and easier. Like Godzilla and King Kong. Remember when they used to use, like, clay, claymation and puppets? And I still watch Mystery Science Theater. I find that hilarious still to this day. That, uh, that uh, you know, <laughs> they make the movies and they make fun of them. I still laugh. Even even the ones I've seen, I still, you know, you always miss something. And so I still laugh. There's a lot of good stuff on on YouTube. And other Tubi, T-U-B-I, they, they bring movies on and off. So, well, so much for the movie reviews. That's all, folks, for the movie reviews at this time. And again, that's it for our show. This is Mark Chaplin with a Halloween special and signing out with a Monster Mash here on Renegade Talk Radio on the Toxic Wise Ass Show. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on the Monster Mash.